Welcome back to PRI's Anniversary Expert blog series. This month, our topic is prisoner consultation and self-advocacy. Dr Kimmet Edgar, Head of Research at the UK charity The Prison Reform Trust, describes how consulting prisoners about the issues that affect them can lead to more efficient targeting of resources, reduced conflicts and improved relations between staff, management and prisoners. Listen to Kimmet's blog to find out more. Here is an open invitation to prison authorities. Please consider asking prisoners for advice about how to run your prison. In many prisons, in different jurisdictions, prison councils inform the provision of services and the development of strategies and policies. Prisoners provide input on policy and regimes through a wide range of self-advocacy methods and roles. Self-advocacy roles encompass prison councils, diversity and equality representatives, suicide prevention committees, violence reduction representatives, among others. Topics that prison authorities discuss with self-advocates include activities, regimes, work, safety, education, rehabilitation, visits, diet, religious observance, race equality, drug treatment, discipline, and others. Self-advocacy gives prisoners opportunities to voice their concerns, to feel that they are listened to, and to link their input into changes when they occur. It's a two-way process, which also gives the prison authorities a channel to explain decisions that are all too often opaque to prisoners. A vital benefit is that prison managers become aware of problems that had been below the radar. In some prisons, prisoners can submit agenda items through a prisoner contribution form, which is freely available to any prisoner on the wing. Many prison councils work on the basis of monthly meetings, where prisoner representatives meet senior managers and uniformed staff. The self-advocates canvass their wing to determine which subjects to raise at council meetings. They will have resolved matters on the wing level where possible, and met in advance to decide on issues of concern to the whole prison, which will determine the agenda. A council's decisions lead to action points for which named officers or governors take responsibility. It is crucial to the credibility of the council that prisoner input is shown to have influence. Thus, many prisons place the minutes on notice boards on the wing. A useful rubric is, you said, we did a poster that lists the recent concerns raised by prisoners and states the actions the prison has taken in response. A different model of self-advocacy involves a one-day forum for governors, officers, and prisoners. The first step is that prisoners are invited to raise problems and ask to suggest how that situation could be improved. Then the prisoners rate their proposals in order of priority. Afterwards, officers rate each proposal according to feasibility. In this way, prisoners receive direct explanations of why some of their needs were neglected, and governors gain an immediate sense of changes important to prisoners and how easy each improvement would be to implement. Self-advocacy schemes depend on leadership by the prison administration. 
Norman Bishop, head of the Division of Crime Problems at the Crit Council of Europe, stated in a 2006 essay, The widespread use of prisoner consultative procedures will not occur in the absence of circular instructions or other policy documents that require, or at least strongly encourage, their adoption, and give authoritative guidance on how they should be run. According to Norman Bishop, prison councils are established by national legislation in Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Germany, the Netherlands, Spain, and Sweden. Other countries in which councils are embedded include Australia, Canada, and India. A 2011 study by Klinks, the umbrella organization for voluntary sector involvement in criminal justice in the United Kingdom, found that in prisons in England and Wales, 84% have prison-wide consultations, 20% have an elected prison council, 86% run focus groups around particular functions or specific needs, and 96% have prisoner diversity representatives, most of whom contribute directly to staff meetings. Self-advocacy provides an important tool to manage conflicts. Giving voice to prisoners' concerns, councils highlight areas where policies pursued by management obstruct legitimate needs of prisoners. Once governors, officers, and prisoners discuss a clash of interests, the tensions become explicit. The council can clarify the needs of each group. This can establish that there is much common ground in the needs of staff and prisoners, and their shared interests can be built upon. Finally, the problem, having been recognized and clarified, can often be resolved by the Council through a process of dialogue and negotiation. A prison governor said, It prevents problems festering, prevents prisoners from thinking they must take other actions. It's a channel to protest. If prisoners disrupt a prison, it's often because they feel there is no other option. A UK charity, User Voice, organised the elections of the Prison Council on the Isle of Wight. After the council was set up on their model, the prison saw a 37% decrease in the number of complaints made by prisoners, and the average time spent in the segregation unit declined from 160 days to 47. Self-advocacy schemes result in a range of positive outcomes. For management objectives, smooth running, efficiency, better targeting of provision, and better evidence based on prisoners' perspectives. Engagement of prisoners, less frustration, encouraging commitment to the community, and collaboration across the divide. Reducing conflict, eases changes of regime, improves the grasp of prisoners' problems, and provides a neutral space for negotiation. Dialogue and communication, building common ground, understanding opposite perspectives, and demonstrating pro-social approaches. And what is the connection to the duty of prisons to release people less likely to reoffend? Cécile Brunet-Ludet, a magistrate in France, argued that enabling prisoners to take some responsibility for the prison communities in which they live is contagious in that it prepares them to undertake responsibilities on release. 
prisons should not be about turning offenders into good prisoners, but about turning prisoners into good citizens. As Mary Tuck, who worked at the Home Office in the United Kingdom, explained, any society that wishes to prevent crime must encourage those natural communal institutions by which we relate to each other. And if offenders are to be dissuaded from offending, they must somehow become involved in the joint practices of a working community.